Welcome to License to Talk Insurance, a podcast for independent insurance agents. Hello, my name is Amanda Yanis, and I'm the Director of Marketing at Chicagoland SIA and one of your hosts for this podcast. Hi, I'm Kelsey Conklin-Ramsey. I'm the Director of Digital Strategy here at Chicagoland, and I'm your other host for this podcast. I think our listeners are in for a real treat today, as the ever-charming Jenny McNulty is guest hosting with us again. For those of you who don't know, Jenny is a recruiting vice president at Chicagoland SIA and a very knowledgeable person in the insurance industry. Before working at Chicagoland SIA, Jenny was actually our marketing sales rep for Safeco Insurance. So she has a lot of insider information on the carrier side of things. This is Jenny's second time on the show. She also gets hosted episode five, which you can find on our website, benefits.chicagolandsia.com slash license to talk insurance podcast. Jenny is a great resource. There's so much to share. I'm pretty much just going to let her start talking. Go for it, Jenny. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You ladies are too kind. Thank you for having me again. I had so much fun doing this uh, the first time. And I just think your podcasts in general are wonderful with such great information. Um, So thank you. Let's see. So the last uh, podcast, we only got through about half of our list, our bullet point list on topics to kind of help the independent agent navigate the carrier side. Like what should they be asking their carrier reps. And I think the next topic that we were going to cover was on service center and book transfer programs. So let's tackle the service center bullet point first. Do you ladies know like what service centers are? I I have done a a post on them before. I understand that it's almost like a call center environment where People can call in to get like their policy information or maybe their certificates of insurance, this sort of type of thing. Got it. Yep. So it it definitely, they can definitely be all those things. So not every carrier offers a service center. So that is a question that, and even if you don't want to utilize a service center, I still think knowledge is power. So even I would still ask your carriers or find out which carriers do you offer a service center? And then I would ask them, do you offer it for personal lines? Do you offer it for commercial lines? Or do you offer it for both? There is typically a cost with a service center. It will vary by carrier. uh, And there could be different program levels for service centers, meaning you could have the program for full-blown access to the service center, meaning 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Or sometimes they will have an optional program maybe for like evenings during the week and then weekends. And they will also vary by cost. So you kind of just want to ask, do you have a service center? Do you offer a, for personal lines, commercial lines, and then the cost will vary. And then also you could get a reduced rate depending on like, if you are a Chicagoland member, you can get a reduced rate with some of the carriers that we partner with. You can also get a reduced rate depending on uh, rewards programs or certain tier status with some companies. So you just want to want to make sure that you let them know any status you have or any 
tier you're in and make sure you're getting an accurate assessment of what the charge would be. And, and speaking of the charge, I get asked this question a lot. I'm looking to hire. Do you know of anybody that you would recommend? Well, I get asked that question so often and good, hardworking employees, they seem to all be taken. So there's none up for grabs. People are like, I want to handle my business within the agency. I don't want to pass it off to the carrier. I get that a lot. I, I see where you're coming from, but it's much more than that. And from an, uh, an expense standpoint, it can be much cheaper than actually hiring staff for that. And then you can utilize your current staff to do more meaningful activities and proactive activities as opposed to getting ID cards or processing this endorsement or calling about a billing, you know, taking care of a billing situation. And then they could reach out and say happy birthday to their the, their customers or do more proactive outreaches to go through their policies or whatnot. So you could really turn the way of thinking within the agency by utilizing a service center and not be so reactive and be more proactive. So I believe service centers are a great resource to have. They are not for every agency because you are paying for this service, right? So if you're going to, if you're going to sign up, you are paying for a service, you should use the service. So if you're an agency that just knows my people are not going to use this, we're just not going to use this. I mean, then obviously you wouldn't want to pay for a service you're not going to use, but they pretty much will take care of anything. Once it is a customer of that carrier, they will process any and all changes that uh, the customer needs to do to their policy. They will help them write a new line of business. So, you know, they have their home and auto and now they need, they bought a boat and they need to add the boat. The customer can call the carrier service center and they will work up a quote and issue the policy. And, and then a lot of times, at least the ones that I'm familiar with will push you that activity. So you are aware of what is still going on with your customers, even though you're having the carrier process those changes. A lot of them will do um, renewal reviews as well with the customer. So a customer calls in about a rate increase. They will work with them on their policy. Here's your coverages. What, what can we tweak? Here's how you can maybe save some money. They can try to cross sell for your agency. You know, maybe the customer only has a home and an auto, but maybe they, they don't have an umbrella. Umbrella policies are, I think, a very critical line of business that a customer with a home and an auto should probably have an umbrella as well, even if it's just a million dollar umbrella. So the carriers will try to cross sell that business for your agency. Agencies that utilize service centers typically have a better retention and an increase in new business lift. So I, I believe in service centers. I think they are wonderful if used properly, but again, they're not for everybody, but there's even... Like where my background, where I came from, I mean, if a, a tornado blew through the area, let's say you were an agency and you were not enrolled in the service center, but you, a tornado blew through the area and the town is down, no electricity, whatnot. They had an emergency service center package that you could get to kind of while your phones are down, your internet's down, you can't service your customers for that carrier. That carrier would then swoop in 
and service that business so your customers can be taken care of. So that's amazing. Right. So it's like topical considering the tornadoes we just had. Yes, exactly. They seem to be coming more frequent. Uh, I spent Friday night in my basement with my family because of the tornado warnings going off and the sirens. But again, even if you think you don't want a service center, I still believe knowledge is power and you should know what your carriers offer in the event something happens, now you're not scrambling to find out what I can do. You already know the resources out there and now you know who to go to. And and maybe when the time comes, you can spend less time doing the research in a time of need. Yeah. And I think Jenny, you've, you've brought up some really great points about the service centers. And I also just want to add that these are great conversations to be having with your agency growth coaches. Uh, Gail and Christine are both very familiar with the service centers and have recommended them to a lot of members, especially members who are just starting out that might not necessarily have that staff. And then also to members that do have the staff, but like you said, Jenny, could be working on more meaningful projects, things like that. So don't hesitate to reach out to your agency growth coach if you are doing that research on the service centers and want just some extra feedback. Absolutely. And I know like Chicagoland, we we utilize service centers as well. So we believe in the service center. So just reach out to your agency growth coach, like Kelsey said, your recruiter, whoever you're most comfortable with within within the group, we're happy to help you. During that beautiful speech about service centers, <laughs> you mentioned rewards programs. And I know that's a bullet point yep. that you were going to get to later, but since you mentioned it, I thought maybe we should insert it into this point. Yes. Okay, great. So rewards programs. Now, things the landscaping's kind of changing on the carrier side a little bit. But I would think that in some way, shape, or form, most carriers offer some type of a reward program. Meaning... If and, and it could actually, it could mean a lot of different things. That could be like if you write a policy, maybe you get rewarded. Um, like I know at Safeco, it was if you wrote the qualifying policy for that time period, that would maybe we wanted auto for a three month period. If you wrote an auto policy in that three month period, you would get issued a token, and that token would range anywhere from you know X amount of money to X amount of money. And it would get deposited into like a PayPal account. And I know we are not the only carrier out there that had a rewards program like that. And they the program can vary during the year, depending on, you know, what you wanted to target, you know, specialty lines, maybe in the spring, gearing up for summer with boats and jet skis and that kind of thing. And umbrella policies, maybe they want, you know, want to write more umbrella policies. So whatever it is, odds are is the carrier offers some kind of rewards program that's outside of your standard commissions or any additional compensation you can, you, you get just like a little fun reward program game. I would ask them because it kind of gets lost. It can get lost on the territory managers as they have a lot of resources that they have to share with every single one of their agencies. So if it's not necessarily top of their mind, it could get lost when they're there in your office or on the phone talking with you that they have this reward program that maybe you haven't signed up for yet. 
because usually you have to enroll in them. So just make sure you're, you know, watching the newsletters or you're asking your territory managers what kind of reward programs that you offer that I can participate in because every dollar coming into the agency helps. Uh, so you want to make sure you're maximizing on that. And then again, sometimes they can play a part in like, it doesn't have to be a monetary reward. Sometimes it can be like, well, because of this rewards program tiering status, you can get a discount on X program. So you just want to make sure you are aware of any additional rewards that are available to your agency. And if the carrier doesn't have any, so be it. But at least ask the question in case it's not top of mind for them when they're talking to you. I've, I've come across some carriers that actually provide some type of reimbursement for digital. So your website or your CRM or something, things like of that nature. Yes. So that's another great question as you're looking at your tech stack specifically and deciding what your budget should be. And then taking a look at some of these carriers and some of these programs that they offer. Um, That's such a good one, Jenny. Yes. And that kind of piggybacked off of a topic we covered last time with like co-op funds, right? So like reward, just ask the questions. If you're looking to do something within an agency, reach out to your carriers and just say, do you have any program that could help me with this? Or do you have any rewards or discounts that could help me with this? The worst thing they can say is no. And so be it. But at least you want to make sure you're maximizing on everything your carriers have to offer. That's an excellent point, Jenny. Yes. So book transfer programs, or let's sometimes they're referred to as like carrier consolidations. Again, there's a lot going on in the marketplace currently right now with different carriers having different initiatives. And you never know when another carrier is going to make a change. And that change can vary in so many ways, whether it's we no longer, let's just say we no longer want to write home policies or we're no longer going to take roofs over X, you know, X age or X age, or we're not going to write workers comp anymore. I, it literally could be anything. So even if in your head, when your territory manager says to you, is there, you know, any carrier you'd be looking to possibly move to our our carrier, our, you know, my carrier. Um, and your, your knee-jerk reaction is to say no. Totally get that. However, knowledge is power. And if something happens in the marketplace, you should be aware of the programs your carriers offer. So I would ask, you know, find out which carriers offer book transfer programs. And then I would just ask some high-level detailed information, like what does that process look like? And that can be for personal lines or commercial lines. And that way, if something or the need arises or, you know, one of your carriers terminates your contract or somebody pulls out of a line of business or someone's taking, you know, extreme rate on a book, whatever it is. And all of a sudden you find yourself in a position where I need to find a home for a good chunk of my business. You, are, you know the homes you have for them within the agency and your other carriers. 
through the book transfer programs that they provide. And, and like I said, the carriers can offer them on both personal lines and commercial lines, and they can vary on their capabilities. So you'll just, you just want to make sure you understand each carrier's capability. Um, and again, real high level, but just know, just so if something happens, you kind of know who to call. So Jenny, forgive my sort of ignorance of the insurance industry, but is there ever a situation where you'd want to do a book transfer just because maybe that carrier that you're transferring to might offer you something that your current carrier isn't? Like, is that something yeah. that happens or? No, it is. It is. Um, book transfers can happen for a vast array of different reasons. And it can be as simple as the territory manager came and sat down for X company in your office and you decided you wanted to hear what they had to say. And for whatever reason, uh, the the agency felt that I believe this will better my agency if my business is with this carrier rather than this carrier. So it doesn't even have to be something that a carrier's drastic action or an action they're taking. Maybe it's just something a different carrier is offering that's enticing to an agent. So it really, for the most part, for any reason, an agent could choose to move the book a move a book of business and again the programs will vary by carrier so it's just good to know what everybody is offering jenny when it comes to compensation i know a lot of our members are very curious to see how they can maximize commissions profit sharing even overrides so would you mind touching on that for a little bit yes absolutely so compensation i do believe it goes by the wayside because you can get so just drawn into the activity of helping your customers and writing, you know, writing business and servicing business that you sometimes forget or don't see different things carriers are doing in the marketplace. So a lot of times, let's just talk straight commissions right now. A lot of times, depending on the coverage level that you write within a carrier, will pay a different commission. So maybe a lower coverage level will have a lower commission and a higher coverage level will have a higher commission. Well, if you're trying to maximize your revenues, um, obviously you always need to do what's in the best interest of your customer and what your customer wants. But if you're trying to maximize your revenues, at least be aware of the different commission levels. So you know, if you're writing X policy, it pays maybe this commission, but maybe if you went up a coverage level and afforded your customer more coverage, well, now you're also gonna be giving yourself a higher commission. So on, on that piece of business. So it's important to ask those questions of, can I get a commission schedule and understanding the, the differences within the policies you're writing. This happened a lot when I was a territory manager at Safeco. Agents didn't understand or didn't realize that they were maybe writing a lower coverage level, which paid a lower commissions. And if they just bumped up the coverage level, they would you know, see a couple points increase in commission and they were excited to 
oh my gosh, okay. And then at renewal, they would maybe bump up the coverage for the customer. So it's important to understand what kind of commission each policy pays so you can maximize your revenues there. So I'm just going to jump in with a little something here. Yeah. I think it's also important that people understand that your customer often doesn't realize that a small increase in their premium to get that next level of coverage is huge. Like it's not just like, oh, you're going to pay, you know, $50 more a month and you're going to get like this coverage that won't even do anything for you. No, you're going to pay that $50 more and you're going to get like a huge bonus to your coverage. It's not, I feel like people don't really explain that to their clients very well. Everyone's just like, oh, well, this is the coverage that you minimally need. So let's start there. Right. And then they don't even talk about like what, what can $20 more actually get you? What can $50 more actually get you? So right. I feel like touching on that with your clients, it's not only beneficial for your commission line, but it's beneficial for them too. Absolutely. And you'd be surprised or a couple, what a couple more dollars could get you on for coverage. So I do think if you can just take the time to explain that to your customer, they, they would thank you. They would thank you for that. Absolutely. I do think it's important to know, you know, the different profit sharing programs and overrides that are in place with the various carriers and kind of what those look like. Because obviously, again, you're going to want to do what's right for your customer and place business with the carrier that is the best fit for your customer. But you know, sometimes if it's apples to apples with two different carriers, I mean, why not place it with the with the carrier that maybe has an a, additional revenue for you as opposed to the carrier that doesn't have the additional rev- revenue for you? Um, because again, all the more money you can get coming into your agency, the more money you can put back into the agency to help your agency grow. So I just think it's important to kind of know where you stand from a, you know, straight commission standpoint with each carrier, you know, what's available from a profit sharing and any kind of overrides as well, which are additional compensations on top of straight commissions with your carriers. Any questions there? No, Jenny, I think you covered that. Awesome. I guess... Um, my next question will be kind of more into um, product information. Okay. Where where can some of these members find some of these niches? How can they get the best prices? And where can they find some of these extra programs available for their customers? Thank you, Kelsey. That's a great question. Um, so that is the first thing that if you're new to a carrier, maybe you you know are having a check-in with your territory manager. Things change so often within the carriers and your territory manager, your point of contact can't get to everybody quick enough. So I think it should be a bullet point question that anytime you get time with your carrier liaison, you need to ask that information. What's go- what is new from a product standpoint? If you're just new to the carrier, Where on the website can I find the product information? What are your niches? Um, When I'm quoting, can you show me like tips and tricks on how to get the best price? And then sometimes just outside of 
you know, standard, the standard policy, the home, the auto, the umbrella, and then on the commercial line side, just your, you know, your property, your general liability, your workers comp, you know, those standard lines, what extra programs or extra resources do you have? Are there third-party vendors you work with that I can let my customers know about that either can help them from a coverage standpoint, a safety standpoint, like a loss control or a loss mitigation type effort, you know, whether that be a partner with, you know, security systems or backups with some pumps, like water mitigation, whatever it is, just make sure you're asking those questions every time to your carrier liaison, because again, they talk with a lot of people and sometimes things can go by the wayside, but I, I believe it's very important to stay as fresh as possible as you can with the product your, your carriers are selling, what's new about the product, um, what's changed, how can I quote to get the best price, and then what extra programs outside of what I see, just when I'm physically quoting a policy, what extra programs am I missing? Do you have brochures on that I can also help share with my customers? And a lot of times, or sometimes, those additional programs can come with like a discount for the customer in some way, shape, or form. I just think that the product piece is crucial to the agent. So make that a top bullet point to make sure you cover that. So you're just up to speed on how to provide your customer with the best, newest information possible. Thanks, Jenny. And I hate to do this to you again, but we have been at this for a little bit longer than our average episode length at this point. Shocker. (laughs) (laughs) So I am going to have to cut you off again, uh, which good news for us. That means that we get to invite you back again at some point in the future and just let you talk, which is always relaxing for Kelsey and I. (laughs) You know where to find me. I want to thank you for for coming on the show. I want to thank our listeners. And I want to remind people that you can find our past episodes on our website, www.chicagolandsia.com under resources. And I hope you join us again next month. Thank you, ladies. Love it. It was awesome. Thanks for joining us, Jenny. Thanks, Amanda.